We are going to talk about a movie. This is gonna be a disaster. It was one of the best movies of the year. It's gonna go so Probably one of the last movies I would ever want to see in a theater. Hello and welcome to 10 Years On. I am your host, Jacob Blunden. This week on February 5th, 2010, we are looking at the two films released on this day, Dear John and From Paris With Love. But before we get to that, I'd like to introduce my panel, Taylor Robinson. How are you? I'm fine. Just like both of these movies. <laughs> Just perfectly fine. And I'd like to introduce the rest of my panel. Nick, how you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Not like these movies? I don't know. We've got another interesting conversation today. We, we do. Peter, how you going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just plateauing, middle of the road. <laughs> All right. Well, I reckon let us kick off with the first film, Dear John, which opened in 2,969 theatres. A romantic drama about a soldier who falls in love for a conservative college student while he's home on leave. Starring wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Before you go any further, what in the hell in this movie would ever suggest she's conservative other than the fact that her parents have a mansion in Charleston, South Carolina? <laughs> Nothing that ever comes out of her mouth. Ever. Not her mouth anyway. Sometimes like, the people that are surrounding her have opinions about the war, but then we're just to assume that she also shares those same opinions. Even though we never know her opinions on any of these things. Do you know why? Because she's a woman in a film in 2010. That's why. Guys. This Ooh, fucking movie. This <laughs> fucking movie, dude. What the... Who wrote that? I don't know. Uh, probably Nicholas Sparks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Can we go back to the poster for a second? Yeah, I was oh, going yes. to get there. Let's, let's go back to the poster talk. My favorite time of day. You know what? I actually don't hate this poster. I don't... Look, it's... It's somewhat iconic just because of the fact that Dear John has this, we'll get to it later, but it has this kind of cult-like status amongst mm. film nerds just because of what it did. Um, oh, yeah. We'll get to that mm. later. But it, I mean, yeah, like at least that image is like from the film. Right. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that's right. you know, real. Um, yeah. And, you know, she looks... She looks comfy in the arms of Charming Potato, which, it's, you know, why not? To me, like, it's not a super cheesy, like, photoshopped romantic. Yeah. Like, to me, it's it's a nice poster. It's, like, it it kind of sells exactly what we, the movie is. Unlike yeah. Josh Duhamel, we know where Channing Tatum's <laughs> looking. And well, he's not entirely looking at her, though. I think he's like, I think oh, looking I've at got the... something in my hand and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That sounded so much that worse than so good, though. No, that's exactly um, what I need to um, but, look, but you know at what? Least, hey. At least it's not, like, a war propaganda. Like, he's that's in true. uniform, yeah. like, kind of. I don't know. I think yeah, that would have made I, me, like, a little... And she's conservative, <laughs> you know? Yeah, she's like, he's Guys, in a war outfit she, and she's in a nun. Like, <laughs> she wears, like, short Habit. shorts and hoodies in this movie. She's not wearing, like... No, she's, just, she's literally just, like... An everyday chick in this film, so 
Uh, I just think that's hilarious. Uh, oh my brilliant. gosh. All right. This, yeah. Um, I think that description has just given us stuff to actually talk about for this movie. <laughs> yeah, um, we had very little to say about this movie because it's really just there. Yeah. Like, you know? it, like there's nothing, there's nothing like particularly wrong with it. There's just nothing particularly great about it. I know? think the thing that bothers me the most about this movie is you have a really good setup of what this movie could be. They have this whirlwind romance. He has to go away and fight in this war. And then you have possibly, arguably, one of the biggest catalysts in American history happen right in the middle of the film, and it still feels like there's no stakes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have him watching 9-11 happen from some place in the world that we don't know where he is, but he's watching this happen, and she's on campus while this is happening, and then it still feels like... Everyone's, everyone's just sort of just non-reaction. Everyone's just like, yeah. this is a bad thing. Oh, also, hey, we're still at college. Let's just do this. And the only like little inkling we get is when all the soldiers are like, no, I'm going to stay on my rotation. Like, but, so it's like, but you're patriotic. We get it. And but. then, you know, like she gets sort of angry that he re-enlists and you're like, why would you expect him not to? Yeah. You know? Like mm. it, they, and they don't, Use nine eleven as no. as that they don't use the fact no. that, like it, it it feels like it's oh no this is this is set in twenty ten and they're having that discussion that's no, I think it was nine eleven yeah. and they're having that discussion because nine eleven they're having that discussion it's oh no yeah go you have to go like it's especially yeah. considering she's a conservative yeah. right <laughs> especially yeah. they're standing like having would, fancy yeah. tea in their fancy South Carolina <laughs> mansion. Know. On their ranch, uh, yeah, they would like, be you. You go, boy. Yeah, you go. Like, you know, they would be doing far that for our country. Yeah, and, like, um, this is bad American. That's an awful American accent. <laughs> I love it though. This is the kind of content we're all here for. <laughs> but um, like, it's just that's the worst thing about this movie, and I hate Jacob and I have talked about this a lot of times. But to me, that's one of the biggest flaws a movie can have, where it's just fine because yeah. you can't really complain anything's horrible about it, but you can't compliment it either. So it's just like. What do you say? Like, how do you fix it? And I think after, because like the notebook became yeah. like, I mean, I think that's the one romantic movie that pretty much everyone can agree is like incredibly romantic. It's like a timeless tale. Yeah, like yeah, Ryan yeah, Gosling yeah. and Rachel McAdams together was like, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. Lightning in a bottle. Um, and so there's probably a little bit of pressure on this because yeah. you're like, this is the next Nicholas Sparks one after the notebook. Yeah. And you hired two very, Pretty people. This was sort of when Channing Tatum was just becoming. He wasn't. Chan- peak, he wasn't. He wasn't Channing Tatum yet. Yeah. No. But you know, he'd come off of Step Up, which was like his yeah, yeah. entrance. And then, like the year after this, he did the Dilemma, which is when it was kind of like, oh, oh you have got yeah. good comedic timing. Well, yeah. And two years after Magic Mike, Twenty One Drum Street was like just he was huge. Yeah. And Amanda Seyfried was like coming off of Mamma Mia, Mean Girls. And I think having them together definitely helped the movie yeah, because yeah. they're pretty much the reason mm-hmm. that you care. Kind of care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's just, there's just nothing here. And to me, that's the biggest, like, there's a lot in this movie that happens but also nothing happens. Yeah. Like yeah. It, makes, like, yeah. it makes an hour 48 feel so it was long. Long. Like, it was long. So long. And, and like, 
first of all, there's that. It feels long and nothing really happens to push any sort of story forward. And then you get to the end where this pretty big thing happens <laughs> and then you just go, oh? So, like, <laughs> I, I had seen this movie before. And I didn't remember a single fucking thing that had <laughs> happened. So I'm watching this all again going, wait, this doesn't happen like this. This doesn't happen. And then the twist happened and I was like, oh, that's why I forgot the rest of this movie because the one thing that is mildly interesting is literally the last five minutes of I remember, the movie. I remember seeing this film in 2010. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> and my memories of it was I remember thinking, oh, there was like a huge twist in this because like the letters up to her yeah and then watching the movie back i went oh that just kind of happened and i remember thinking this was not as profound as it should have been (laughs) or as i remember it being back then yeah Yeah. because maybe i was an idiot 10 years ago i don't know (laughs) i i just think that you know and that's the other weird thing about this movie is that halfway through it decides oh no we're going to tell a different story now like it's yeah. oh we're, yeah. we're completely yeah. dropping the they just rope. put her, like they put her yeah. on the back there, I, I could mm. I, I was kind of shocked about that but the fact that they went oh no she is a supporting character in this two hand in this <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this, love this love story between story, her and yeah. him yeah <laughs> she's, she's a supporting, a supporting character that's it's over called there. dear John for a reason <laughs> <laughs> thank you and so yeah and look. I thought Richard Jenkins, again, they all do fine. Oh, I completely they, forgot. Like, he was, oh, yeah. I watched this literally less than five days ago and I forgot he was in. That's how forgettable this yeah, movie like, is. Like, we literally watched it last night and I'm struggling to remember yeah. a lot of things that happened. Henry in Thomas is in it. Oh, shit. And yeah. he's fine. Like, that was all <laughs> weird. So that was just fine. weird, though. Like, yeah. It was kind of like, oh, we'll set up maybe his character to be a little bit of like conflict for them. And then you're like, he's a really nice guy and yeah. he completely supports their relationship. Yeah. But this, so, they, they did the same thing with the guy, Scott Porter plays. Um, yeah. who's, oh, he like the douchey he's friend. the douchey friend who's the always fr- the friend who's who, Oh, he likes me, but I'm not his type. But it's like, which made me just go, Oh, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, he's going to get with John. <laughs> There's you know his what? story, Sparks. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but like everything he did in the film seems like that sort of like outward projection of someone who would potentially be closeted. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's like, or he's like the one that's like gonna try and break them up, and then he just doesn't. He doesn't. No, it seems he like oh, maybe you're just like a, you're maybe just a friend, and who, then he he like, pops up at the mansion again, and then he's like, nah, you know what? You're a good guy, and John's like. Wait a second. No, you're a dick. Like, you're an asshole. I'm not going to, like, do this for you. But he's like, no, nah, man, it's all good. And I was just like, nothing makes sense right now. The other thing I find, I found quite fascinating is it kind of sets up that the dad's going to have a bigger role. Like, they, they yeah. have this thing where yeah. they set up that the dad's going to actually be involved. Uh, he's in one scene. Uh, oh, the, her, 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 her dad. dad yeah. Her dad's going to have a bigger role. and that well, Especially the, the way yeah. he introduces himself yeah. into and it, the scene. And it's, he's literally in the mansion scene and that's it. He's like, oh, oh, okay, you just... Classic conservative. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was. He was like, oh, you're serving the military? You're oh, good enough fine. for my daughter. Approve. You, you Stamp of approval. You have all the sex you want with her. God bless her. America, oh, son. you know what I mean? Like, it was I mean, 14 babies for me, <laughs> all of whom will be military. Yeah, <laughs> conservative military little younglings. It'd be uh, brilliant, guys. Look, I think that the only reason that we had the chunk of Nicholas Sparks movies we got in the 2010s was because of the timing. Yeah, because mm. Nicholas Sparks literally only write, 
It's about rich white people in the South. <laughs> like that's literally yeah. all his so movies are about. Yeah. And apparently he's so, like a little bit like he a little bit homophobic, and I'm like, just oh. just a I'm tad. Like, Weird, because your movies very much cater to gay people. <laughs> oh God, yeah! It is the most lovey dovey, like ro- like fantasy romance in mm. all of his. And films. also, half naked Channing Tatum. Yes, <laughs> he's probably sitting there writing it, going, "Is like when this gets adapted to the film, all oh, the women will love this." And then literally, there's like just like five gay dudes outside. It's like, nah, honey, no, <laughs> sorry, like pandering to the wrong audience here, Sparky. <laughs> But yeah, uh. guys, guys, <laughs> honey, Sparky, please. <laughs> <laughs> Is the right terminology? I was yeah, sorry. I don't want to culturally appropriate gay people. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not offended, so therefore we're not offended, right, guys? Right. Oh shit. Okay. Like my uh, career. Just well, we've just made Dear John that much more interesting. <laughs> With you know what? Some, yeah, yeah. We, we've actually managed to have a ten-minute conversation about a film. Guys, we were you should let us know if about. you want drunk commentaries as a Patreon <laughs> exclusive. Oh, because I'm telling you, the movie we talked about doing drunk, we should. 100% oh, we are. Do no, no, no. Okay, I'm going to put that here. That will be a Patreon exclusive at some point <laughs> in the future. That should be a live watching of yeah, them. Oh. The the there is a week. Where we have to watch Last Airbender and Twilight Eclipse. I can't wait. I can't wait. We will be getting very drunk and watching both of those together and doing and recording our reactions. Oh, because yeah. Tell my mother I love. Because <laughs> that week's going to kill me. <laughs> Dear God. Oh, um, all right. Does anyone else have anything? I have one more note. Okay. I have three full notes for this movie. Um, it really does. Channing Tatum. As this, like, don't get me angry because I did one thing in my past with my anger that really wasn't. And he, like, he hit one dude. Like, come like, on. Like, we, it's, we've all had a but, but, 17. But, Nick, but yeah. Nick, he almost got his eye cut out with a knife. That, you know what? That is, that is true. I didn't even think of it. I forgot about that as well. Um, but there's, there's, like, two other then points in the movies where it slightly comes back where he's, like, people are pushing him and he's, like, simmering. He's simmering and he punches Scott Porter and everyone's like, how could you do this like, in our oh. wonderful conservative beach where no one punches each other? How, it's like, could, how could you, a special forces <laughs> yeah. officer who's getting pissed off by something, possibly? Who's literally <laughs> led by aggression. Yeah. And then and then has someone jump on the back of him oh, while, and, yeah. and, and, be, and everyone's like, oh, my God, you elbowed him. It's like... Yeah, it's like, you snuck up behind a special forces guy. <laughs> you don't who was in the middle of punching somebody else. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you don't man. creep up on GI Joe on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, yeah, that was my last night. <laughs> yeah, no, it. <sighs> it was just we were sitting on his parents' couch watching this, and it was just like. I was just almost falling asleep. Were the parents watching it too? Yeah. His dad, you put his dad they loves love this that movie. movie. No. It's like, yeah. he, Do they watch these he videos? Loves no. It. Okay, thank you. I don't want to offend them. I've never <laughs> met them, but, um, you know, white shoes to not offend them to everyone else. I'm offended with the shit I say, but. Uh, That's why we like waited. Yeah, we because... waited. Yeah, because we were like, oh, we've got to watch it. We'll watch it with them because they like this movie. And. <laughs> He was he was getting annoyed because we were on our phone. He's like, "Are you guys even watching this movie?" That's <laughs> like, we are. It's so good. It's just so boring. I've just seen it before, <laughs> and <Yeah>. like, oh, <laughs> uh, um, we have six more of these. Six more Nicholas Sparks movies. He had, yeah, he had another one this year. But but I will personally say, if we end up actually making it to the end of this podcast. 
the best one is saved for last in my personal opinion so i'm really stoked about yeah. that and that's i, I think mm-hmm. yeah. that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest takeaway i like from from this is looking at the rest of his films going you know what this movie is the least offensive of all of them. Like, in terms of it just... Like, how it treats its audience. I don't think you've yeah. seen the last one, though. No, I haven't so seen So, what's that. the last one? The, the choice. choice. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen that one. It's... It's, <laughs> it's uh... It's something. Yeah, right. Dude, like, he, like, it's like Teresa like, Palmer kills it in oh, that movie. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of like... You can the stop notebook, Teresa Palmer kills it. And then, like... Dear John. <laughs> and then you've got... The lucky one, the oh, best of I me. Seen that, seen that one though. Fucking we'll safe get to, haven. We'll get to oh. safe haven because I Dude, hate that movie no, too. No, the best of me is still a thousand percent worse. Oh, the best of me. Best oh. of me is pretty uh, bad. Oh. But I anyway, before this yes. turns into the Nicholas Sparks yeah. podcast, yeah. we'll yeah, get there. I'm not there. giving you any more airtime, Nicholas Sparks. You hate us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident. I think that's, we're... That's yeah. dear John. I'm happy with that. All right. No, All right. God. Let's move Guys, on oh, to our next I'm movie. very curious to see what the description is because this post uh, this poster is just We are talking <laughs> about From Paris with Love which opened in 2722 <laughs> theaters. In Paris, a young employee in the office of a US ambassador hooks up with an American spy looking to stop a terrorist attack in the city. So, uh, Wait, this movie's so, not uh, called From With Paris Love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Jonathan Reese Myers is John Travolta, and John Travolta is Jonathan Reese Myers. I hate when posters do that. And I get that they have to because of billing, but it drives yeah. me nuts. But also, you could just flip that image. Yeah. You could just mirror it so yeah. easily. It's also not the director of the film. We also have to know that Luke Besson was definitely a part. Of, like, this movie is Luke Besson through and oh, through, right? Yeah. But I love that the movie also, the post has to go, oh, by the way, no one else was really involved as except for Luke Besson. Dude, Who didn't I dig, write it or direct I dig it? this IMDb poster. The IMDb poster's cool. That's that the is, cover on the DVD that yeah. I have at home, yeah. That is something else. I will try um, and get that. Where do those lights in the Eiffel Tower come from? Yeah. Why is there these big beaming lights at the top? Where is that a real thing? Tower come into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. Like. But if you have a movie titled "From Paris with Love," I mean, I'm assuming. You and I just love gotta... that. When you look at like "Dear John" and "From Paris with Love," "From Paris with Love" seems like it should be like the romantic movie. I know they're sort of um, they got the romantic poses going. And like "Dear John" should be "Dear John Travolta." Stop. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a good conversation. Every time oh. I hear from Paris with Love, all I can think is that, like, my mind goes James Bond movie. Like, my mind yeah. just goes mm. to, like... It's from Russia with Love. I know. Yeah. Or it's, yeah. like, the yeah. greatest show that Paris Hilton hasn't done yet. <laughs> Wasn't that the name of her sex tape? Oh, no, it was One Night in Paris. One Don't worry. <laughs> Continue on. Continue on. Oh, okay. I haven't watched You're going to need to like take con- re-control. I'm going to try and like, get control of this back. Because you're um, supposed to be the host here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk <laughs> As about person. From Paris with Love. I hate it. This movie. And it's, again, but it's, again, it's, it's not the worst one I've seen. It's not terrible. It's just boring and... Not enjoyable whatsoever. Well, I kept getting confused by a lot of plot points that didn't quite seem to come together a lot of the time. And then I was also bored. So it was like, I'm trying to pay attention to figure out what kind of story they're actually telling. But Mm. then I was just like, 
I just can't. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah. like, there's nothing actually compelling me to pay attention to this movie, which is so dumb because it's supposed to be this crazy spy thriller in the middle of Paris with all this terrorism and all this and it's just i just i don't know like i kept going did i miss something like why am i not interested why am i not understanding like what's going on here i don't get why there's so much emphasis put on one of them being american when clearly both Both of of them them are are somehow like i don't i don't get this movie just confuses me i don't really know what to say honestly like i it's not a good movie (laughs) would you like to go first (laughs) um i think yeah, it's just like it should have been it should have been like big dumb fun. And it was just big and dumb. Yeah. And like I know that the like a lot of the critics uh reactions to it was like, oh this movie's like it's made so much better because of John Travolta. But he just like he fucked me off in this movie <laughs> so much. Like he just kept being like, Oh, I'm like the cool wild card that you can't trust and like <laughs> am i bad or am i good you don't know but i like to shoot and take a, like it was just like oh just calm down <laughs> and also because of like oh, i just don't buy john travolta as being like the really yeah. the womanizing type no and i'm not going into anything all the action stuff but to be fair it just like like when he's running after that woman <laughs> yeah. Kasnia Smutniak, which is the greatest surname ever she's running on a rooftop she looks athletic <laughs> john travolta does not it's not athletic <laughs> this was not like peak 70s john travolta this no was like, no this was i I like hamburgers, Strawfell. Oh, and then they bring in <laughs> oh, the fucking Royale with cheese. Because the best burger in Europe. Because oh. God forbid we don't like let Travolta forget that the one good thing he did in the last 30 years was <laughs> fucking pop fiction. Because it was. He was great at that movie. Yeah. Oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. Fuck, absolutely. But and this was this was like the pretty much the last movie he did that got like I think he did Savages the same year. No, oh. Savages isn't for another two years. Oh, is it? Twelve. Yeah. Well, either way, rough. this was one of the last movies he did where it was like a proper wide theatrical release, and then he just declined into the fanatic. straight to video shit. I mean, technically, God, he got a wide theatrical release. Technically, but I wa- yeah. do you know what? You know what? My <laughs> here's my story of how I saw Gotti. I watched someone on the plane watch it. <laughs> I saw three scenes. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Wait, <laughs> you're not one of the uh, people that was like, this movie's the greatest thing ever made, even though there's like 0% on everything. I know, mm-hmm. even though Kevin Connolly of Entourage fame, which, of which I'm a, a fan of, I was like, nah, that's not going to bring me to see the, the movie. But oh. I just... But here yeah, we are. This movie just, it just... <clears throat> I just sat there going, like, I, 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 can, I can forgive a movie if there's like a sense of humour to it or there's at least one performance that like elevates it. Travolta didn't elevate this to me. He just he mm. just kept exacerbating how fucking bad this movie well, was. Well, the thing that told me everything that I ended up really needing to know about how I was going to feel about this film was 
when we first see the two of them together in the airport. And, <laughs> the motherfucker and, saying. And, and, oh, then, the motherfucker. and then all of a sudden, like, they're going through all this crap, and you're like, okay, so one of them's good guy, one of them's bad guy. That's how this movie's going to go. Like, one's the loose cannon, and one's going to try and be whatever. And then they're sitting in the car, and he's like, oh, I needed my wife, my gun here. That's why I yeah. made all the trouble in the airport is... I had it's like to, he's trying to out-American like, the American. He was just like, I smuggled my wife, which is my gun, in energy drink cans, in this, in this frog nation. He's like, keeps calling them frogs and shit. That motherfucker scene is so... Okay. I hated hearing him say it after a while. I'm like, yes. I get yeah, it. Right, okay. Can I, I just get, get into the thing that I fucking hated and every time it was said, I wanted to rip my ears out? Cocksucker? No. no. Caroline. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Caroline. Like, I... Oh. So, speaking about that as well, Jonathan Reese Meyers' voice makes me laugh every time he says something. And I know he can't control the tone of his voice, <laughs> but he talks and I'm just like... With the American accent, I was like, I can't, like... I can't take you seriously. You sound like a Muppet. Like it worked in Bend It Like Beckham. Like when he's got his British accent, like that makes more sense. But obviously he can't do an American accent. He's saying Caroline the whole movie. And yeah, I just, I giggled every time he opened his mouth. Um, this movie's bad. <laughs> yeah. In case we haven't completely got that across. I liked Paris it. with Love is I liked it a lot. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking surprise, does it? No, no, not at all. This is this is this is catering to the part of my brain that is very much so, for lack of a better phrase, extremely dumb. Like it's the part of me that is like, if I'm going to bed at night and I'm going to put an action movie on, this is the this is the level of intelligence that I want. Because this movie will put me to sleep. Yeah, it'll it'll it, it's coma inducing. That's a that's, recommendation. That's from Nick. <laughs> you want to be put in a coma from Paris from I don't even know the title of this name of this movie. Um, part of it is Travolta. I get that he's annoying, but if I have this affinity for John Travolta, he's like he's like. He's partially like kind of like my Nicolas Cage as well. I will watch anything they're in because there's something I don't understand about them as people and I want to find out more. This movie exacerbates that like desire to know more so much. It's a bad movie. I think the Chinese restaurant shootouts actually as frantic as it, it's like cut together. There's some cool elements to it. The amount of explosions are in this movie like was I was sitting there going, yes, this is making the quota. Um, and it birthed a solid meme. Like if we don't, if we don't okay. forget the meme. Yeah, I, I was coming. I was watching the movie, and I was like, and basically that scene's coming. And I tell you, I went, oh shit, the meme's coming. You remember the meme? <laughs> you were the, like, wait, yeah, what? the way the, he. So it's the dinner, what? the dinner with um with Jonathan Jonathan Reese Myers and his partner and the other chick. I can't remember how she's involved. And he's uh, asking her questions, and he shoots her oh, in, the in the head. Yeah, 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 that was the meme where yeah. it was like. She said, he says something, she says something that counters it. He shoots her in the head. Like it was a three panel meme, which yeah, was, right. yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty dank, but, um, uh, <laughs> the edgy meme Lord dank. I am. Um, and to show our age, Nick will now talk. Yeah. Yes. Men <laughs> mental age, not biological either. But so there's elements of this movie that cater to like what I need. Tell us how dank it is. <laughs> it is pretty. But th you know what? If I had to describe this movie in a word, dank can be taken as it's disgustingly damp and awful. <laughs> Or it's like, it's the Edgelord movie. It's the movie that guys I mean, on that 4chan would watch and be I like, mean, ah, this is Luke Besson at his peak. If there was a photograph of 
the man that people on 4chan aspire to be. It's John Travolta's oh, look yeah. in this movie. <laughs> I'll tell you that yes. right I'm now. Pretty yes. sure, I'm pretty sure like Pitbull was like, that's how I want to look. <laughs> <laughs> and then John Travolta did like full full circle and now looks like Pitbull. Yeah, I know. It's either. Uh, it's I just want to like real quick just go back into actually talking about the review and the movie in terms of the biggest problems with this film. Tonally is all over the fucking place. Oh, oh God, shit, yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't know if it wants to be an over-the-top, crazy, zany, John Wick-esque, like, it's freaking nuts action film, or if a super serious spy espionage film. Yeah, and it's like, and if he chose one lane, could have could potentially have been, been yeah. halfway decent. Like, yeah. either go balls to the wall and just be, like, absolutely ridiculous, yeah. or ground it and be like... A spy thriller, which it sort yeah. of goes, oh, I want to do this, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, and yeah. And that's that's the biggest problem with any film that Luc Besson sort of has, apart from Taken and Leon the Professional, and only the first Taken, by the way. The, the other two are exactly what is wrong with From Paris with Love. Um, that's his biggest issues, is that he wants to make the film that people will go, ooh, that was a good spy story. But then he also wants people to go, and that had the most batshit crazy action ever. And you can't really mix those. We saw the exact same issue with Edge of Darkness. Yeah. Is that the, the violence didn't really match the tone of the espionage. So it was, yeah, this is, it's a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. I would not recommend this. Yeah. But I like it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, solid non recommendation. Uh, let's just go over to the uh, IMDb poster <laughs> oh, so yeah. they can oh. actually see what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah, there that's a go. way cooler poster. Oh. That's it's a bit more aesthetic. It's the blues. And I the mean, orange. it very much sets up that like Jonathan Rhys Meyers, I'm the sensible one driving <laughs> yeah. the car, and John Travolta's like, yeah, I'm gonna blow rocket launcher, yeah. rocket launcher, motherfucker. I love when he pull. I love when he pulls that out in the movie. Yes, and everyone's just like, what the fuck? What are like, you doing? Also, where did it where come did you from? Get that. But, yeah. <laughs> I also love how like in that scene that the the the. I think she's like a senator or she's like some high up political person. And the, like her handler goes, oh, we've got a situation. We need to like change change course. And she's just like, no. Nah. Nah. Like, oh, okay. You know what? You deserve to get blown up for that. These, like, these. If you're in that higher position and your handler says, we have a situation, you go, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's like- but she is literally just like. She's like, I want everyone yeah. fired. Yeah. yeah. Who's dealing with this? She's like, I'm ready for a gunfight today. Let's have some fun. <laughs> oh. And then she gets killed. So. I mean, at least we can say this movie is a little bit more memorable because oh, dear God, John, yeah. we were like, that's right, that happened. Whereas this, we're like, remember this happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, memorable, but still just dog shit. Yeah. yeah. Not a good movie, guys. Uh, don't think anyone here is providing any real recommendations. Not a strong like, one. Nick's recommendations kind of just... Uh, if you're drunk and, yeah, and yeah. you're tired, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe put it on. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. So in limited release films this week, we had Promised Lands, Your One, Frozen, District 13, Ultimatum, Terribly Funny, Red Riding, oh, Terribly Happy, Red Riding, The, the Year of Our Lord, 1974, <laughs> oh Eyes Wide Open, and The Korean. Tell to us about Frozen. So Frozen, obviously not the, the <laughs> beloved Disney classic. Um, yeah, it's just, it's like a really, really simple horror movie about these three kids who go up on a ski chair. Uh, the chair breaks down, uh, the whole thing breaks down. They're stuck up there. And you sort of think, all right, how is that going to make 
you know, an 80 minute movie stretch out when you're just watching three people start and panic. And yeah, it's just, it's just one of those movies that takes this really simple premises and manages to make it really interesting with how it, how it mm. chooses to sort of say, how would you react in that situation? Cause obviously you'd want to try and jump, but then you're like, you're that high up and then you're going to either like, you've got the cold, you've got then turning on each other. Um, it was just like a really surprising little film that I thought like it, like it went straight to video here, not a surprise. Mm. And it's kind of one of those ones that you'd look at and probably pass it and go, Alex oh, a bit stupid, but um, I, remember I, I, the, would, I would recommend it. If the you, DVD cover we had here was very sort of that passable yeah. B grade. Like you look at it and you're like, Oh, if I'm like renting five horror movies, I might put it in the pile, but it's not the one you're going to choose, but yeah. I've seen it as well. And yeah. I would agree. It's actually, yeah. For a small budget horror film, it's actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, and like the, yeah. And it's not like, and it, really holds up in terms of violence because there's some of it you're like there is some there's some some gory shit in the movie yeah surprising violence in this movie um and the acting from all the three main characters is really good so Mm. um it's probably the one that's like you should go check it out because it's uh (laughs) out of everything it's better than what we've seen (laughs) um district 13 is also an interesting one because that was a remake of a foreign film that that came out very so this is like this is the foreign film i think no D, um district 13 alternate is the remake yeah. of a foreign film and it, paul walker's in it if i remember correctly um which is another film that the the foreign version of the movie which i can't remember what's called is actually pretty entertaining it's a good action movie it's like a parkour <laughs> action oh, movie no, the, so this yeah. is the uh, that is the foreign. Yeah, this is still a yeah, foreign. I, I yeah, because was it the, wasn't it like, was Brick Mansions? Was Brick that the, Mansions was that the is the remake. Yeah, Brick okay. Mansions is the remake with Paul Walker. So this one, yeah. District 13, is pretty is actually pretty entertaining. I would, I would recommend it as well. Okay. All right, let's move on to box office results, guys. So the reason why Dear John has this cult-like figure amongst film nerds and especially <laughs> box office nerds is it's the new number one film of the week. Dear John, not off Avatar. Avatar is Take no longer that, James Cameron. The number one film of the box office. Power of the Tatum. Yep. Dear John opened with $30.4 million after first week of release. Avatar, $22.8 million. That's a big margin. From Paris with Love. 8.15. That's what you fucking get. Motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Edge of uh, wow! I even wrote it. Edge now. of tomorrow. I wrote it yeah, as edge. Of, that's that's written out as edge that's of tomorrow. Brilliant. Oh, that's edge brutal. of darkness. <laughs> darkness. Edge of darkness made six point eight five million. Tooth fairy made six point six. Woo! <laughs> when in Rome made five point five million. The book of Eli <laughs> made four point seven million. Crazy heart made three point five million. Ah. Legion made three point four million, and Sherlock Holmes made two point five three. Uh, two point five million. Has Crazy Heart been in the top ten this uh, whole I time? Think it, it, it was. Like it was it's yeah, starting to creep up. It, it was so, a post Oscar buzz. Yeah. yeah. So because we will get to that news story. Yeah. Oh, um, hello. Sorry. Dropped off from last week. The Lovely Bones dropped from seventh. Ooh. Guys, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes, I was like, <laughs> dropped. I didn't hear it in the top ten. Uh, Alvin and the yes. Chipmunks, the squeakle, dropped from ninth, and it's complicated. It dropped from tenth. Jeez. So you know what? Congratulations from Paris with love because you at least got Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> out of the top ten. So what a run! That, I give you a. 
minor. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even with think about it, like that's a solid run that movie. Has oh yeah, yeah it's it's like seven weeks in the top oh, ten, like, and like half of that we've been discussing. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah. We've been more excited about that than Avatar. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the big news stories because there was some pretty big ones this week. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens, directed by John Favreau, starring Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford, has been officially dated for July 29th, 2011. All right. I'm, I'm willing to give up all fucking credibility of me reviewing any movies. Cowboys and Aliens is fucking sick. That movie oh. is so good. Oh, you didn't have credibility. <laughs> you, you lost it. You've lost it. Like <laughs> I, when I read this in our notes this week, I got so excited that I almost, I picked up the Blu-ray that I own and was like, I could watch this right now. And if it wasn't for the fact that I had to watch Dear John, I might've watched this movie. <laughs> this movie gets a lot of flack. And I don't know why, because it is the premise that we all have been looking for. <laughs> um, Aliens invade and we go, let's fight back. But instead of Independence Day where we have fighter jets to do it, we're just cowboys. <laughs> we're just cowboys roaming that Wild West. Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig, John Favreau directing post Iron Man 2. Oh, I love this movie. I've seen this movie twice and I've fallen asleep both times. Uh, you missed yeah, it. I've time. only seen it. Once in the cinema, but you know, it was funny because I, I saw this at a preview screening and you know how, when we get invites, how it's mm. always like how many guests you want. And usually it just says one. Sometimes you get four. This one, <laughs> when I've hit the menu to do drop down, it went up to like 12 tickets. <laughs> I just wanted so loads I of people to like, see it. You know what? I'm going to roll the dice on this one. Chose 12 tickets. Yeah. Then said... Your tickets are confirmed. So I was like, who wants to come with me to see yeah. this movie? You are I ended Santa up grabbing Claus. like everybody I worked with and we all sat there. And then thankfully it was kind of one of those things where I went, remember, you didn't pay for it if you didn't like it. Yeah. It's okay. And then um, they all walked out. And laughing. I have, I have like no recollection of this movie. <laughs> I just remember it being, I remember being disappointed because that premise it's it should have been like, premises, to me, I was like, this yeah. is like snakes on a plane. Like this will be amazing. And it was kind of, I felt like it. It, it became it took, snakes on a plane. <laughs> but I felt like it just took oh, itself. I'd argue snakes on a plane lived up to that. its anticipation well, for me. Well, before we turn this into a <laughs> sorry, podcast sorry. talking yeah. about <laughs> these other movies that we will get to at some point. Yes. We I saw the, just for the record, I saw the trailer for Cowboys and Aliens and went, nah. Uh, <laughs> so that's, no. about, nah. So that's about all I got to say about that. Fair. Uh, the next, next release date set for uh, Battleship is set for Memorial Day weekend <laughs> in 2012. So, there's a very, we will get to this in 2012, but there's a very interesting story around Battleship because we got about two months early. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, Memorial Day weekend is May in the US. We got it in March. I don't stoop that low. I, I like definitely stoop that low. <laughs> uh, oh, in terms of I saw it. Oh, no, I saw it. Oh, okay. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I have uh, standards. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. We know, Nick. <laughs> Taylor Lautner is cast as Stretch Armstrong. Wow. This movie never happened. Yeah, wow. Taylor Lautner never happened. Yeah. Like, fuck. Like, where is he now? He's... Apart from doing Adam Sandler movies every now and then. He's He did like a... I know he was doing a TV show called Cuckoo or Cuckoo. 
Oh, but he never really yeah. was able to live up to whatever potential he had. <laughs> I mean, he was really. It was really just a case of no one remembered you from the first Twilight movie. Yeah. You, they were either going to replace you or they told you to beef up. He beefed up and props to him. <laughs> and that's all he was. You were just the guy that had the good body. And then anything we've seen him in since, you're like, oh, you're not a good actor no. at all. So I understand I understand them casting him as Stretch Armstrong because he would have been the hot property at that time. But I understand why it didn't like Happen. eventuate. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. We get him next week. So uh in Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we do too. Yeah. Uh and <laughs> Fox song. the Fox reboot of Daredevil gets a new writer. Um, this is back when Fox had another one that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So back when Fox still had Daredevil. Um this is just mm. before the Joe Carnahan at one. So we'll, that does come down later. Mm. Um but yeah. It's... How are we how how are we all feeling about the Ben Affleck Daredevil? Like, how uh, is that received? I haven't seen it since I was younger. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously that doesn't change any form of opinion that I might have now. I could have loved it. I should probably be like, Taylor, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me about action movies. I'll defend I, them to the day I die. I didn't. I, I From memory, I've seen this, like, once, and I can't really remember anything Yeah, I can't anything about remember it. much like, from it either, but it was just a long time ago. So yeah. I, was, I remember paying money to see Electra, though. Oof. That was dumb. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> I had the. I was watching a video the other day, and I came across for some reason the algorithm on YouTube pushed the Electra trailer to for me, and I watched it, and I was like, "What are you? Yeah, what are you watching?" <laughs> oh, don't go down that rabbit hole. Um, but I was like, so shocked that I was like, even the stand of the trailer was so low, and I was like, I know the movie came out like two thousand four, two thousand five, but still, that was pretty. Yeah, even but I mean, even Jennifer Garner, she. Hates that movie. She yeah. basically said, I didn't want to do this. It was yeah. contractual obligation. And then when you look at you're like, and you remember it being like, oh, I remember this being a flop. And then you go, oh, this was a flop. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, no one wanted to see it. Yeah. 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 So, And lastly, let's move on to, uh, this is the biggest news story. The 82nd Academy Award nominees are announced. Wow. So uh, I'm just going to go, uh, Avatar and The Hurt Locker share nine nominations each. Sure. So they, they had the most. I'm just going to go through the Best Picture nominations. Uh, we had, obviously, The Hurt Locker wins. Yep. Avatar, Blindside, District 9, and Education, Inglorious Bastards, Precious, A Serious Man, Up and Up in the Air. This That's was a, a good list. Yeah, this is a solid list. Really good list. Yeah. So this was the first year that they did 10. Yeah, uh, okay. Like, okay. This was the first time they'd ever done 10, but that is a really, really I didn't realize that Up was nominated. Got a nominate. Like, I knew it would have got a Best Animated Picture yeah, nomination. So I didn't realize it got a Best Picture nomination. Uh, up was the first animated film since Beauty and the Beast to yeah. get nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, that's up, okay. up was like, people were seriously thinking that had a chance. Yeah. That yeah. Like, the, it was one of those ones where if they didn't do 10, Nominees, it probably still would have. We still would have been in there. Yeah, like that, okay. It was one. If that's the level of people going, no, this movie could seriously I mean, have a chance. If Up was not an animated movie, probably would have sweeped a lot of stuff. Mm. I mean, yeah. That, uh, that we opening. Know we all know, know the opening. The the that's I mean, also I think one of the biggest downs, not downfalls of the movie, but the 
it sets the open the opening sets the bar so high yeah and then the movie lives up to it like don't get me i love up it's mm. just it never reaches that level of yeah emotional i think that's the biggest but you're probably also issue. a little bit happy because you're like i, don't <laughs> I can't know go through that again I especially i can't like, imagine Jesus. being imagine being a parent who's taking your kids to see it and you get a whole movie like that first 10 minutes yeah. and you're kind of like just like holding the kids at the end of the day. <laughs> we're gonna go now it's okay and you're like let's go see paris love yeah. <laughs> and the kids yeah and the kids are just like the, the kids are all like oh that was really that was cool because it was cute and funny and you're just sitting there weeping yeah like, yeah you and just like, like, in, ten, in 10 years time you'll see this so much differently <laughs> Um, you will understand. I guess the biggest thing from that as well is like the Hurt Locker beating Avatar as well. Like yeah. I, I know there was a lot of hype. I know the, some of the hype was James Cameron v yeah. Catherine Bigelow. But I mean, Avatar looked like it was going to be to a general audience. And like for me, who was like 15, I was like, oh, Avatar's going to win every war because it's so big. And then I Hurt mean, Locker came. It was, it was Fern Gully, really. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> the one yeah. time the Academy doled out the correct justice by right. giving it to Bigelow instead yeah. of Cameron. Oh, I love the Hurt Locker. That <laughs> so, movie's so good. Like, yeah, I mean... The director's an interesting list as well. Like you've got Catherine Bigelow, obviously, James Cameron, Quentin Tarantino for mm. Inglorious Bastards, Lee Daniels for Precious, and Jason Jason Reitman for Up in the Air. Wow, was his second huge. nomination. Yeah. He was the youngest director ever to have two nominations. He was then beaten by... Um, Greta? No. Uh, what's his name? Chazelle? From, yeah, Chazelle. Uh, Damien Chazelle. Right. Damien, Chazelle. Damien, yeah. Damien got it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason was the it... He was the it guy... And then he had a solid after, string of movies. Like he, hey, Juno, he Up went, in the Air. Uh, well, he went, thank you for smoking. Thank you for smoking. Oh, thank you for smoking. Thank yeah. you for smoking. Juno, Up in the Air, and then Young Adult. Young Adult like, as that's well, his yeah. Four openings. And then it was uh, Men, Women, and Children. Oh, yeah, that was... No, Labor Day first. Labor Day. Day. Fucking Labor Day. (laughs) Labor Day. Yeah, Labor... He... Labor's the key word in that movie. Fuck. Now he's got the new... um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Which is funny. Tully. Oh, Tully's in there as well. Yep. And so is bloody uh, front runner. Oh, that Um, one broke my heart. Yeah, that should (laughs) have been such a better movie. But, Mm. I mean, look... The Academy Awards, there yeah, it was an It's nice to see that, like, oh, the Academy, you do get things correct sometimes. Yeah, it, it, was <laughs> it does a, it was happen a, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Every I, now I and thought then. this was Ten a good years. year. Um, every, it's interesting. Uh, Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin were the hosts. Oh, oh they were, and, yeah, yeah I remember the that. Host. I'm yeah. in a full Alec Baldwin thing right now because I'm rewatching 30 Rock. I love like, 30 Rock is so, so good. I am so attracted to Alec Baldwin in that show. He had like, like this career I don't even care. resurgence. Daddy yeah. issues, whatever. He's great. <laughs> um, the other thing I find quite interesting though is, you know, like obviously we got the nominations three weeks ago. Yes. Um, the awards are next week mm. for us now. Uh, but again, we've been talking about that all year is how these it's so early for us this year I mean, yeah here they don't get it until march 7th wow yeah okay. so, so obviously um, they gradually moved it up a little bit because it's always yeah. sort of been late february the last few years yeah hey? yeah so it's gonna be interesting um we will again obviously actually go through the lists in on march 7th in the week that that yeah. that, that actually comes out and we'll actually cool. talk and discuss that one in and lastly let's just cover the australian release date movies precious Opened uh, with 14 weeks after US release. Edge of Darkness came out one week after release. You got it. I did. I actually wrote it correctly too. And Daybreakers came out five weeks. Yeah. We got Daybreakers 
five that's weeks. So weird. Despite that's the fact like, that it was made here, made by road. Australians. Five, Jesus. It is all. It is an Australian film in all but name. Yeah. And we got it five weeks later. Jesus. I reckon. I reckon. Nowadays, like now, that would have been either released before or would have been day and date here. Because yeah, it of, probably yeah. would have been a day and date yeah. now. But I mean, yeah. it's still, there's a lot of times when it still sucks. Like we were just complaining earlier about Promising Young Woman yeah. that we don't get it until a, quite a bit later. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, like progress has been made. <laughs> yeah. It seems yeah. from, like, from what yeah. we've seen. We'll see some movies that we get early we'll see some movies that we get maybe like the week before it's week so later. varying like it, but then there are some ones that you like, just go what the fuck like, like why are we waiting so I th- long i thought about it the other because i watched so we got uncut gems on netflix on yep. friday so i watched that which is basically a month after it came out in theaters in the states like wide release and then the lighthouse we get in not even officially in cinemas till this week yeah and it's been it's already out on blu-ray and digital yeah. before christmas in the states yeah. so we're like, still behind on a few things I, it's it's yeah. marketability, but isn't it? I th- yeah, like I think the lighthouse isn't going to be isn't going to cater to. I'm getting the YouTube the ads for it before uh, <laughs> videos, and it's marketed so oh, differently. They're going to they're like hyping that up as like as a, a horror, horror movie, film. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, but it's not. I mean, <laughs> it's. I have a lot to say about that movie, but oh. I mean. It, to me, it's interesting though that the, the the type of films. So Precious, okay, kind of makes sense. Oscar you know, movie, it's an Oscar yeah. movie. It, they they literally open it the week of the nomination. Plus, I also think there seems to be this thing about like if there's a movie that's about like African Americans or an urban audience, I feel like Australia, like it's almost like they don't think that Australia is that going to be into it, yeah. get into it or react to it as highly. And just like no, no, if it's a good movie, yeah. or if like it doesn't matter. Who it's predominantly made about, like just show just us it, give us we'll, a decent we'll get movie. behind it. Yeah, I, I I do also find it interesting that you're you know I mean you're now obviously getting the perspective like we all went through it, but you're now yeah. getting the actual perspective of well, it's just seeing, like it, just yeah. from but just from like a marketing perspective, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, I don't get how that's beneficial to the movie or to yeah. the studio or no. to the... Like, it doesn't seem to me like it benefits I think it's anybody. it's it's all, like, risk factors. So they go, like, we can't guarantee this is going to perform in our country because it's happened with movies before. There's been movies that are absolute golden gems that are sort of like your indie darlings that just haven't hit here before because we have such a significantly smaller audience. And it's like... Because in a few weeks, we'll see um, Jonah Hex. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I remember that movie got had heaps of advertising in Australia. Yeah, we were getting they it. They were hyping it up. Yeah. And then it opened in the States, took like no money. Yeah. And then it was just like pulled. Because yeah. they were like, if it hasn't made money in the States, we're not even going to make any of it back in Australia. So there's no And use. also because yeah. Jonah Hex was not a particularly super well-known character that they were like, all right, let's just, you know, push it to straight to video mm. whereas you have something like like catwoman that also flopped but it was a case of we're still well, going to release it brand, because it's we're going to a brand yeah, name like we'll see that next year with yeah. green lantern green lantern came yeah. in june for in the u.s made not a great deal of money yeah. but then came out here in august yeah and again and people still want to yeah, yeah. Like but, but that's why out. it doesn't yeah. make sense to me yeah. because yeah. If, yeah. if you know that it didn't perform mm. and people hated Greenland. Yeah. Like yeah. they hated that. And movie. it's like we and it's like we know if 
like what the reviews say. Yeah. So it's like we're gonna. So then why would you know, if you're so worried about risk, why yeah. would you put it out here then? Yeah. Like it's yeah. just things like that where it doesn't make sense to me as an excuse to, yeah. of risk yeah. and reward because sometimes the numbers are staring you in the face and you still do it. So why is that worth the risk? Like it was um like <laughs> girl like girls trip mm. that opened in the states. Massive opening weekend was never on the cards to mm. come out in cinemas here. Yeah. Came then, out over there. Then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're going to do a few like pre screenings mm. to see how it goes. And it was like, release this movie in Australia because yeah. the reactions have been amazing. This we is want a it. funny yeah. movie. It, it, and then it came out and it was like. A lot. Yeah. Like we got, like, happens with horror a oh, lot. Because yes, yes. I remember talking to a distributor one year because I actually did a, a university essay on this. And they were saying, so a film like Sex and the City will pick up 20% of, like, we will get roughly 20% of what the US opens to. So if they open to 100 million, if that open to 100 million, it will roughly open to 20 million here. Yeah. And that's roughly what they'll mm. calculate it at. A horror film will do 4 or 5%. Like, it just, we just don't, we just see don't horror do films. horror. We just yeah. don't go see horror films. And, Remember, so start so, seeing horror films, people. <laughs> horror so films like, are good. But like last year, Escape Room was one. We weren't getting Escape Room. Like it was not on the cards. We were never going to get Escape Room. And then it came out in the States. It did pretty well. And within two weeks, we get an email going, hey, there's not going to be a screening, but do you want tickets? Like yeah. it was it was that. Like, and we Escape just, Room yeah. was like, to, uh, it was I fun. Had fun with I had fun. Like, it took with a lot of fun. It had a good premise. Yeah. It like went with it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's quite fascinating to me that that happens. And then obviously, but then the big horror films, they just go, we can't, we have to put it out. Yeah. Um, we will. I'm. I am going to include that story in a couple of years when we talk about Cabin in the Woods because it is quite <sighs> fascinating in Australia. Yeah. I mm. we, that the the story around Cabin in the Woods, but. With that said, uh, I think we might leave that one here. <laughs> and guys, if you want to f- play along at home next week, we have <laughs> Valentine's Day, The Wolfman, and Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Oh, where do we start, you oh, guys? Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, full title, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The, the Lightning, Lightning Thief. Th- yeah, there you go. In Australia, it's not. Thank you That's very not, much. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, fair enough. <laughs> But, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of 10 Years On. I'd like to thank my wonderful panel for joining me. Guys, where can they find you online, Peter? You can find me online at Twitter at RatedPDG or Rotten Tomatoes Peter Gray. Nick. You can find me on Instagram at NixFlixFix. And you can find Taylor on her channel here. And you guys can find me <laughs> at all the various social network sites at Jacob London and in the links, of course, down in the description below. Until next time, guys, my name is Jacob London and we will see you then. <laughs>